So hi, what's the poppin' peons? It is your girl, Sunshine. And welcome, well, it's your girl, Drea. But welcome to back to my podcast. I like to be called Sunshine for sure. And most people who know me know me, call me by Sunshine. The only people who call me Drea are the ones that's closest to my heart. So welcome to Drea's Diary. And speaking of the heart and matters of that nature, I'm going to be talking about something that I never ever talked about before. And it is me being bisexual. Okay, I really never really get into that. And I never talk about like my relationship with the woman that I did fall in love with. And before y'all are like, oh my gosh, da-da, I just want to talk about her because lately I've been talking about her and just everything else and the little things have been popping up. And I said, why not talk about this? Because I feel like in this relationship, until we got to the point where we started being toxic with each other, we really had a really healthy relationship between the both of us. And this is how I think that some relationships should go for the form, for the foremost part, like the basics of our relationship. So to first off, to begin with, I met this girl when I was exploring something that I thought I would never explore. We started things off slow, like we did not have any intercourse for a very long time. And we were friends first. So, like, when people, I say, so when people talk about, like, being friends with your partner first, like, we were friends before anything. And when she, when we both got together, like, we both were nervous. It was, like, good nervous energy. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, nervous, I'm fuck it up. But it was, like, nervous, like, I'm excited. This is a new adventure for me type of thing. So, that's how so we first started off as friends and then we solidified our relationship not in a place where we was trauma after a bad breakup none of that like we were both like ready and we solidified our relationship we dated for a while and even though we did have arguments and disagreements like we never put our hands on each other we never did anything and I think it got to one point in our relationship where it got toxic and I was like, bitch, I will beat your ass. And I was like, yeah, she was like, you need to break up. I said, yeah, I think we need to break up. And it was a mutual decision that we both made. But looking back at it now, uh, I really did love that girl. And even though I know we'll never be together because when you give your relationship your all and you give like 100%, like you can easily walk away without having regrets. And here's just some things that I learned from my, the only woman I have ever loved in my whole entire life. Um, and I had a couple of girlfriends. <laughs> when I say I had a couple of girlfriends, like I had a couple of girlfriends. I think I had like... I don't want y'all, I don't, I don't want y'all to know me like that. Let's just say I had a couple of girlfriends, I, um, so since I know what it's like to be in a healthy relationship, I can tell y'all where y'all kind of go off and wrong at. Um, y'all go wrong when y'all have these 50-50 conversations. Because relationship is not 50-50 if you want it to be successful. A lot of people say shit like, oh, I'm going 50-50 in my relationship. She's going to give me 50 No, you have to give 100 and 100. Like, even if you were doing math, 
50 percent plus 50 percent on the scale of 100 you need at least 200 or better for it to be actually working you're still operating at a 50 percent scale because it's two people working together um one thing that i can say about the girl who i was they were going to call her lola that's not her name but lola and i we never went 50 50 like i remember like i remember i needed lola I remember me and Lola, it was like the hurricane season. And we had, like, the streets was bad. Like, there was no signal. There was no nothing. Lola literally could not even do nothing because her storage is like, the place she worked was, like, fucked up. Lola needed me at my best, and I needed Lola at her best. So, Lola came in. Lola, me, I think Lola's, like, the only person who I practiced, like, active emotional intelligence with before I knew what it was. I was sitting there with her, and... We literally discussed our needs and our wants. Lola was more financially stable than I was always. And she ended up teaching me a lot of shit. I was more assertive and more dominant with, like, the emotional part. And when I came into it, like, even if she wasn't into the shit that I was into, she would put she would put forth her best foot. A lot of y'all come in and y'all like, oh, it's always about the money. It's not always about the money. It's about can you provide what your partner needs for you? Because you have to have emotional intelligence. Like, you have to know when something's wrong. Like, literally, I knew, like, I knew that my partner was emotional. I knew that she was very soft-spoken and she didn't, like, really have a backbone. And that's okay because... It was okay for the time being because unlike most people, I knew that she was going to grow out of that. But she was like, she was in therapy and it was taking her a little bit minute for her to be okay with a lot of things. Because even though, because even though it was very obvious that she was a lesbian and that she was gay, you know what I'm saying? She was not okay with people being bullies to her about it. So for me, I was comfortable in my sexuality to say, bitch, this is what I am. My partner needed me to stand up with her. So that, so that lack where she felt like insecure in public, especially like there was this incident where we went to Target and this old white woman was like, and this old white woman was like, oh, I don't like the fact that y'all are kissing and doing all this other shit. It's an abomination. It's a sting. Y'all going to hell. My girlfriend could not handle that. My girlfriend was ready to cry in the middle of Target. I literally grabbed my girlfriend and I kissed her and I told that old bitch to go mind her fucking business and why she can go and why she can go take her single mom having ass somewhere else before she comes over here and she tries it with me. And I and I, and I know it was rude to call her a single mom, but she came for me in my relationship saying that it was not legit and it should not be, you know, respected and shit like that. For me, that I felt like she was fucking up my household and I was and I refused to have my girlfriend cry in the middle of a store by a woman who was genuinely unhappy and I literally called her an unhappy nagging ass bitch who's only who if she was truly happy she wouldn't have shit to say about me or me and my girlfriend because she'd be busy living her best life because a happy hoe ain't a hating hoe and a hating hoe ain't a happy hoe period that is exactly what I said and I said some other shit but I can't say it because if I said on the air y'all gonna be like oh my gosh how could you why would you do that I can say it I can say it okay I am 
Let's just let's just say she disrespected my girlfriend and I disrespected the fuck out of her whole entire life because me and her was just minding our business. My girlfriend needed that because where I was comfortable in my sexuality, where I didn't care if bitches knew I was bi, gay, or straight, I just I just want my motherfucking respect. My girlfriend had not gotten to that point yet. So 100% of me looks like me standing up for my girlfriend and having her back and making sure that she can enjoy her shopping experience. And afterwards, and then afterwards, I made her take me and her to go get some motherfucking ice cream. And we sat up and we sat over and we talked about it over some cold stone. And literally, and literally, we talked about matching fucking pajamas. Okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. I made sure my girlfriend was straight. Why? Because emotional intelligence looks like and knows that my partner may not be confident in this area. And yes, she's working on it and she's not perfect and put together. But she's the person who I fucking love and I refuse to allow somebody to disrespect her because I know she's not going to do it. My girlfriend, she knew she knew when I got upset to a certain point that I needed my space and my alone time. My girlfriend, she, my girlfriend, she know, my girlfriend knows that sometimes I could go for days without talking to people. So what she would do is, even though, like, if she knew I was highly upset about something, like, it was one day I was teaching, and I had, like, a really, really bad week at, like, for the, like, the past couple of weeks. Like, my kids wasn't getting what they were supposed to learn. I had to go pay for out of pocket. I was going into debt because I didn't have the money. Just a bunch of stuff like that right so my girlfriend literally knew that I needed that support my girlfriend literally booked me on a my girlfriend literally came and she got me some ice cream she took me to her house cause she lives in this big ass house it was so fucking pretty so she took me to her house. We had like this little sleepover. We did like all the little cutesy shit, all the little nerdy shit. And she helped me do my lesson plans and helped me play catch up. And she ended up putting more money into the stuff in my classroom. And because I worked at a Christian school and homosexuality is such a fucking sin, they were basically, she, she wanted to volunteer, but I told her no because, you know, X, Y, and Z. And she basically, and she basically made a donation to the school in her name, no, in my name, but it was from her, from me, to me as a gift. And she invested into like every other teacher and stuff like that. So my girlfriend, she showed up emotionally for me. That's not giving 50, 50 because giving 50% is saying, okay, well, you know, I done did this. My girlfriend always gave 110%. When we got into arguments or really hard conversations for us to have, like I remember it was a conversation where I when I when I she did something to me that was extremely disgusting and nasty. And y'all, I'm such a germaphobe. And for her, she's just like the germ queen. She picks up germs like it's nothing. I know people are like, oh, people can pick up germs off of anything. Y'all, when I say I'm so I'm so OCD about germs, it's fucking ridiculous. I could, so for me, she was like, she was like, me and her got into a really heated argument about this. In the middle of the argument, she said, it's getting heated. And she said, I love you too much to argue with you going back and forth. She was like, do you want to take a breather? And she was like, we literally, that argument was like two, three days. So she did, I'm not going to say what she did, but it took us three days to get over it. Two and a half on that, on that second day, she was like, I'm really tired of arguing. She was like, how can we compromise? So now we had hand sanitizer everywhere. 
we was germ of we we weren't germ free but I was able to see her perspective from both sides because I was able to compromise on something that wasn't like something that was important to me but like something that wasn't so important that it was worth breaking up over the thing we broke up over yeah we both agreed we did not belong together anymore and that if we weren't gonna respect boundaries that it was best if we just you know took our time took a break um what else like these are things that you do in a healthy relationship like when we broke up we both agreed to you know go our separate ways and we don't do that check-in shit we don't do that toxic shit we don't do that oh i miss you every now and again type shit we respect each other's privacy and we move forward from that point on like because we gave it 110 percent a lot of times we feel like we need to go back to situations because we know that we didn't do right by that person or we didn't do this and we didn't do that or this but i feel like if you give 110 percent of your relationship a hundred percent of yourself like emotionally i'm not saying like sacrifice so much because like we still had boundaries like like as cohesive as we were like it's certain things that she wasn't comfortable with um y'all don't know who i dated and i never posted her so i this she was a touch me not i was a touch me a lot okay i like to be touched every chance i got okay honey touch me here touch me there touch me everywhere i was a you know what i'm saying but when it came down to like intimacy and sex she was a touch me not so i had to you know work around that so boundaries so as healthy as the relationship was we still had boundaries we still had our own individuality our lives didn't mesh so much where it's like oh lola and drea it wasn't like no lola and what she used to call me because i don't need y'all trying to be cute with me okay um but it was never that it was always like okay lola has this lola is still going to the skate park lola still kicking in with her friends lola still going to work lola still doing what she need to do lola still showing up emotionally lola still doing this lola still doing that what is drea doing drea still making youtube videos drea still teaching the classroom still drea still going to school drea still doing everything that it was and we both we like we had a healthy relationship where we spent enough quality time with each other where we knew where we studied each other long enough where we showed up cared where we did a whole bunch of other stuff y'all be thinking that oh we say 50 50 this what this oh well i'm only giving 50 percent nah if you giving 50 percent you're not all in and you just need to be like all right cool until i'm ready to be all into something i'm not gonna do it because guess what at the end of the day every relationship that you in is a fucking risk of your heart being broken and shit not going right of somebody lying or somebody not doing what they supposed to do and if every single time you go to a situation whether it be romantic platonic friendship and you're not giving a hundred percent of what you possibly can you're being a half-ass friend and you a half-ass partner and you don't deserve that person a lot of times we be complaining about why shit is not working out because you're not giving a hundred percent a lot of times people are like oh i'm a good parent because i do x y and z if you're not giving a hundred percent to your child you're not a good fucking you're not a great fucking parent you might be a hype parent you might be a good parent you might be but you ain't the best parent that you could possibly be 
if you know you need to work on something, like, mind you, motherfuckers be like, oh, I've been in the podcast business for three months and I didn't have great success because you're going off gimmicks. What happens when the gimmicks wear off? What happens What happens when people notice your gimmick? What happens when you lose it? Do you have the, do you have the capacity to keep on going? Do you have the heart to keep on going? Do you even care to keep on going? A lot of times the reason why shit is failing for us in life is because we're not giving 100%. And the problem is we never give, the problem is with life is, we don't give life 100% of ourselves because we don't even give ourselves 100% of ourselves. Like, mind you, we stop taking care of ourselves, we stop taking care of our mental, we stop taking care of all these other things. And then when people come around and they require pieces from us, we feel like we feel like we not even hold ourselves for us to even give others. So when people are like, oh my gosh, I gave you the best that I can, I, sometimes sometimes I'll be like, sometimes, that's, that's why people say this is the best that I possibly am. If that's them at 100%, they're 100% fucking sucks. And sometimes your 100% is not fucking good enough. Sometimes your 100% is only good on this level of scale. Like, like, i.e. example. I example. Going to McDonald's and getting their best customer service will never be equivalent to going to the fucking melting pot and getting top-notch service. The prices are totally different. They standards is totally different, Okay. They have different rules, like they have booths, they have privacy thingies, everything costs up in there, you gotta pay for your reservations, sometimes, depending on how busy it is, like if you cancel your reservation, like that 100% at the melting pot is totally different from that 100% that's at that McDonald's, cause all you may have to do is just go in there, put your order in, they just gotta drop some shit down, nah, at the melting pot, if you order like your food cooked or some shit like that, or you get like a special request because um depending on how much money you spend you can you can um i'm i've just been a spoiled little bitch my whole time (laughs) but like depending on how much money you get you can have somebody that's gonna come to your table and cook for you but you gotta be spending big money and this i'm just saying honey um (laughs) it ain't tricking if you got it um but that a hundred percent looks totally different from the hundred percent that's at McDonald's. So that's why. So that's why when people are like, oh, I gave, oh, I did the best I could. Sometimes, some, some, sometimes, sometimes you Benny Hunter, um, a steakhouse somewhere, somewhere where, somewhere where they got a dress code and they got ethics and shit. That sometimes sometimes you need that level of a hundred percent and not McDonald's of a hundred percent. And this isn't to and this isn't to say that you should not be cool with people who's a hundred percent is not what you call it, but your expectations should for them should be lower. My biological father is a fucking bastard. Honestly, he can't even show up for the for the for the boys in the proper way, let alone his daughters. He's a fucking bastard. His a hundred percent on on a good day on a proper level of parenting that I needed this man as growing up and even in my adult life, it's probably at a ten percent on a good day, okay? And that's on a good day and probably a negative some shit on a bad day. So me expecting this man to be anything other than a fucking bastard or an ancient ass nigga is never gonna fucking happen. This man don't even respect his wife.
So sometimes in our life, sometimes in our lives, when we say we're giving the best that we can and we're doing it, bitch, if you're 100% is 100% at McDonald's level and I need your 100% to be at Benihana's, the melting pot, I got my own chef level and you can't even get me at 5% there, my expectations for this has to be lower. In order to be in a healthy relationship, I have to be 100% of myself. So that's so, so, so this, so this is why. So this is why when I make certain decisions, I'm, I try to make sure I'm 100% at myself. Not at 100% at myself when I'm depressed, not 100%, like 100% myself. A lot of times, a lot of people will be like, okay, okay, well, well, I think, well, I'm doing the best I possibly can for myself. So this is, so this is the best that it's possibly going to get. No, the fuck is not. Some of y'all are terrible parents, some of y'all are terrible partners, some of y'all are terrible friends, some of y'all are terrible fucking siblings, some of y'all are just terrible people overall, and y'all saying I'm giving it the best I got, but bitch, if your best is trash, you're trash, and you suck, you suck straight booty hole, straight asshole, like, you should be sucking farts out of bitches asses, that's how bad you suck, like, the level of your mediocrity is just fucking terrible. And before you sit there and say, oh, well, I tried my best and never, nobody's perfect. You're right. Nobody's perfect. But a lot of y'all won't even go out there to go do the shit that y'all need to do to become better fucking people. Y'all literally sit out there and y'all do the same shit over and over and over again. And y'all get to the same place. And when people treat y'all like treat y'all at, at y'all best, at y'all 100%, y'all get upset with them. I, I had I had one dude get mad at me because I told him that he wasn't giving 100% in a relationship. He's talking about some, oh, I'm trying my best. Sir, I'm so sorry. Your best is not good enough. He said, I'm the best love you ever had, best boyfriend you ever had. You could possibly, could never be the best love I had. And this is even coming from the men department because in a men department, bitch, I do well for my damn self. I'm used to being taken care of. I'm used to men sending me money. I'm used to me asking and it be given and it be given to me. I'm used to not asking twice. I'm used to not begging. I'm used to not begging somebody to communicate with me. I'm used to not having to argue with men back and forth. I'm used to men being comfortable in their own masculinity and being able to respect me and my own feminine energy and understand that yes, yes, I may do some shit that most men may find descent behavior but a lot of you niggas are really struggling because y'all not at 100 percent at yourselves so just like you bitches do y'all are having issues because y'all not 100 percent yourself y'all 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 still mad at y'all mama and daddy for the shit they did to y'all when y'all was kids and the only difference with y'all anger is y'all have become the exact thing that y'all hate because y'all refuse to work on it I know I got my issues and I know I got my problems and I know I got my own shit, but it, but my partners and I, we both work on our own shit and our internal shit. We don't put it on each other. Some of my healthiest relationships were with partners who I knew were not perfect all the way through, but we constantly worked on it. I had one partner who was a shy partner and I was a confident person. He was quiet and kept back and he wanted to work on his confidence. Me, I need to work on my fucking anger. Okay, <laughs> I sure enough did. I am sorry, Gardell. <laughs> I scared the fuck out of this man. I remember, I remember I was going through some shit with my family and I told this man some shit. This man broke up with me and I took it the wrong way, okay? Mind you, we broke up and let's just say life has been great. Um, Not great because we broke up, but just 
great in a way because it helped me see some shit I would have never noticed. I didn't know I was that violent for real. I thought bitches was just overreacting and being dramatic. But once he called me out on my shit, I was like, ooh, I am a little violent little fucker, aren't I? I can see I can see how that scared the fuck out of him. You know what I mean? But like even but even in that relationship, like there was like where like where y'all sit there and say like, oh he probably gave you fifty fifty. No the fuck that man did not that man didn't make a lot of money. That man didn't do a lot of shit. But that man gave a hundred percent of what he had and what he had was more than enough. I dated another dude, he was a waiter. He may not have been the richest nigga I ever dated who could possibly do all this grandioso shit, but he gave 100% of what he had, and what he had was healthy. A lot of times, we'd be like, okay, I'm giving you 100%. This is the best I got. And the best of you is fucking 90, 90%, 80%, 70%, percent, 60% toxic. And then you'd be like, well, I just feel like your toxicity is pouring over to other sides. You should be more positive than you are negative. A lot of times, the people, the people who think they don't, the people who think they know me think I'm a negative, mean-ass, mean-ass, non-emotional-ass bitch. The people who know me and know my heart knows that I'm a big-ass cry baby if anything bitch i'ma cry <laughs> you know what i'm saying but 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 i'ma go get her i get shit done and they and they know attributes about me that go further than just what they perceive my attitude to be as because guess what because guess what they 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 understand my sense of humor i don't have to explain it to them and even if we do have a sense of different type of humor they always show up because giving 100 percent of yourself does not look like okay well i could give myself i could give 100 percent of myself that they did this because i'm gonna i'm gonna tell y'all right now it's certain people who who i've hung out with who y'all probably wouldn't even agree with like i met this one i met i met this racist white man real cool at my old job we was real cool right he called he called black people niggers he called them monkeys he did all of that shit and when you live and when you live in a racist ass state where no matter what you say they still gonna say the n-word you learn to adapt you understand that you're not that shit but it was this one dude he ain't never called me a nigger but he but he did make a monkey joke one day and i showed up with sick of his shit and i told him i said don't do that shit again this man and i get along perfectly fine outside of that outside of that little monkey comment and and in that little room i heard him about him saying the n-word which wasn't just too far off for me to believe me and this man got along and this man had didn't did not like the way black women looked at all light skin nothing he like i'm pure white pure white american you know what i'm saying and me and this man, we got along. Why? Because he gave 100% of himself. Because, yes, there's that little piece of racist piece of shit that's up in there. But, honestly, me and that nigga got along. He ain't know all my business, but we was cool enough. A lot of you bitches, y'all problem is, y'all be thinking y'all be knowing people, and then y'all be taking y'all own perceptions out on them. And when they try to challenge their perception of you in their mind... Just because, just because you've been burned and you haven't healed and y'all, and y'all have all these things, y'all don't, y'all don't never get to learn nobody. A lot of times y'all be more toxic than y'all be positive and then y'all be like, well, my positivity is right here. This is what I've done. But why did you do it? But people can't even get to that part of you because you're a whole 100% looks like shit. Like, sometimes 100% we looking at yourself is looking at yourself and giving yourself a hard truth. I give myself hard truths all the time. 
because guess what? It's certain things that I don't like about myself, and it's certain things that I prepare for. And the shit that I actively are am working on to change, that's what I do change, and that's what I do work on. So that my 100% of myself looks a lot better than it was. And yes, 100% of yourself may not always be a healed version of yourself, where it's more positivity and toxicity, but a lot of y'all are sticking that shit for so long that all of a sudden y'all think that y'all positive is really negative, but they're really fucking negative all the way around. Like, mind you, my father's a bastard. A no-good-ass nigga. My, one side of my family is full of fucking ignorant-ass motherfuckers who like to shoot, spit, cuss, and ain't, ain't, ain't shit wrong with that. They just do it. They just do it at the most inconvenient times. I literally seen, I literally seen one of my uncles pistol up a nigga after they went to his house to threaten him for no fucking reason at all just to be a hellraiser and to them that's funny because that because because that's a joke it's not funny i literally i literally seen i've literally i've literally seen parts of my over-religious family say some heinous and off the wall shit and be like well the bible covers it no the fuck it doesn't bitch and I could easily disprove what they saying, but to argue with them is a is a no-win situation. I've literally seen people say, well, I've done the best I possibly can. And the best they possibly can doesn't even fit the bare minimum compared to what the standard is. And guess what? Shit changes. Standards rise. Things go up. Like, like literally back in the day, milk may have cost you what, 25 cents, a dollar or some shit. Now, now it's costing what, $3 a gallon, whatever. Shit goes up as time progresses because that is what growth is supposed to do. And if you're not growing on the inside and you have not grown and you refuse to fucking grow, you can never say that you're giving your best shot because your best shot grows you're dead you've been dead for a long time that's why some of y'all are walking zombies emotionally dead mentally dead physically dead spiritually dead like 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 if anybody connected with you like yeah they might get that quick little spark up because you know you take it from the energy juice and you just put pumping it back in there but after a while people start to see you that you haven't really grown that it's the same shit that you're dead all over like mentally dead like mentally you can't think you can't think of no shit on your own that you want to do and it's okay to get inspired i'm not saying like oh my gosh but some of y'all are copy and paste ass bitches yeah i see some shit y'all like and the first thing y'all want to do y'all want to go into it i like southern soul right i like country music i fuck with it but i don't like all country music sometimes i and i can keep it a whole ending with y'all sometimes the shit sucks and sometimes the shit is a banger sometimes they fashion shit to me it's like oh they put that shit on and other times i'm like oh they sure enough put that shit on didn't they and i'm telling you it doesn't take away from the fact that i like country music and i like the little cowboy aesthetic from time to time but sometimes that shit ain't popping and i'm not making my whole personality that instead of instead of y'all going through shit that y'all may or may not like and discerning from it once y'all see something y'all like y'all copy and paste it so much even the parts that's not good for y'all one of, the sh- one of the things that I like is sexual sexual liberation conversations. I understand the positives, the negatives, and the pros, and the cons. 
um sexual liberation some people confuse it for hypersexuality and um trauma and trauma response to certain things so guess what i can understand how some of y'all can say sexual liberation is a bad thing but i but i but i honestly see the perks and the benefits of having sexual liberation when is when you're coming from it from a heel perspective and you're not using your pussy ass no get back you're not using this vagina just to hop around and shit like that when you do have a standard about yourself and it does not matter if you fuck 20 fucking people in a fucking year if you have respect for yourself and you know what you want for your vagina and as long as you're healthy and you're taking care of it bitch i don't give a fuck what you do you should you should you should be able to be like all right you should not be afraid to go get an std test your body count numbers should not be more scarier than okay so what if we, we should, you think we should go get a at home std testing or do you want to go to the actual place and go get std tested do you want the results the same day or do you want this a lot of y'all perspectives and shit be so fucked up because y'all 100 percent be based in fucked up shit y'all copy and paste everything without taking and discerning discerning what y'all need from it and then y'all be like, oh, I'm 100%. No, you're not even 100%. All y'all are literally fucking dead. And a lot of y'all be like, I'm alive. I'm living. I'm doing the best I possibly can. But you're living a life that somebody else gave you. Some A lot of the life that you that you seen that you liked. As much as I think kids are dope, motherhood, I don't want to be a mother. I don't want to have any kids. I don't. If I have kids, bitch, in my contract, if we get a divorce, that nigga is becoming a single fucking daddy. So if I get divorced from my husband, the 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 right for custody and discussion of custody goes directly and solely on him. I will pay child support if need be, but nine out of ten, if he was the main breadwinner provider, Bitch, I'm getting I'm I'm my con my marriage contract is gonna be elite this time. I'll tell you that much. Put that on everything. Huh. Huh huh. Yeah. 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 This is what a hundred percent me looks like. Cause I can tell y'all right now when I first got married, I didn't go into it as a hundred percent myself. So what I did, I did something so stupid got married literally this man literally cheated on me and i literally had to get an annulment for my fucking marriage you know how hard that shit is tough yeah hard well not really hard if you got the right lawyers i i lugged up i lugged up i got me a rich nigga but that's not the point the whole point is like a lot of times y'all say i'm giving 110 percent of myself and 110 percent of yourself looks like 20 percent of yourself or whatever the new standard is and because y'all refuse to grow if you're not growing that means there's no life in you y'all be dead and y'all be talking about something i'm giving 100 percent 100 percent of a dead fucking body 100 percent of something that hasn't grown something that hasn't matured a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of the new parents are getting flack from old parents on how they raise their kids but the old but the old parents so how my son well my mom used to do this and my mom used to do that i'm so sorry babe. we're not in the 50 women have the right to vote now we we've understood how the patriarchy and misogyny works and shit like that y'all are literally sitting right there playing these fucking games like be so fucking for real be very fucking for real i'm not taking no advice from my fucking nana I literally heard my nana say some fucked up shit and I literally looked at her and I said, you think that's okay? She said, yes, it's okay with me. I said, yeah, I will never take parenting advice from my nana. 
probably my other grandma, <laughs> but not my nana. My my other grandma has fucking major depression and shit like that. My grandmother, when she's talking, when my grandmother's going on her depression ass rant, you know who the fuck I'm not listening to in that department because she's not 100% herself? Is there. A lot of times we sit there and we say we give 100%. We're the best partners we can possibly be. We're the best, most loving person that we possibly can be in whole entire time. We we either end up being a person who's end up giving way too much, and now and now because we because we were taught to be people pleasers by takers, and now when we take our energy from our takers, now our takers are getting upset with us, and now we're mad at our takers for taking from us because we didn't have enough whereabouts to understand that things grow. When I first got my baby Keisha, she literally fit into her plan. I literally had to go get her a new pot. I had to get her some new soil. I had to replant her. I literally just rehydrated her leaves. I literally have to plant her back into the soil. I have to set my room back up to 70 degrees so that she can continue to grow. My baby Keisha used to be able to fit on my fucking top shelf. Keisha does not fit on my top shelf. My baby Keisha has grown higher and higher and higher. And when I did not buy her a plant or her new pot, her growth was fucking um, stunted. She did not grow. Keisha almost fucking damn near died. A lot of y'all say, a lot of y'all say that y'all are loving people with kind, caring people, but y'all are really fucking assholes who are never gonna fucking grow. Like, let, like just being completely and utterly fucking honest. A lot of y'all are not growing because y'all not doing the shit that it takes. Example, I love my baby Keisha. Keisha is my plant. Her name is Keisha Olivia fucking Young, okay? And shout out to Keisha, gang, gang, gang. When I first got Keisha, I studied Keisha. I paid attention to Keisha. I made sure that when bugs started to grow around her, I made sure I got a bug spray. Actually made a bug spray that, that you know, that one killer roots. I figured out how to rehydrate. I try to keep my room at 70 degrees as often as I possibly can. She's an indoor plant. Sometimes I take her outside to get her some fresh air. I try to keep my room fresh. I don't light any more candles. Um, I try to get plants in here that kind of go hand in hand with um with her so that they don't clash because certain plants don't go there you see how much work time effort and focus and attention i've been giving to my baby keisha like right now her like right now um i was i had to cut off some pieces of her leaves and let's just say she was shriveled up and just not not doing well it took me to um figure out what she needed because she was growing so much now literally now literally i have to keep my room at 70 fucking degrees right and i have to make sure i do exactly what it what what she needs so that she can continue to grow for me myself and i for me to grow to this person who's emotionally available and shit like that i had to go to therapy i had to put what i learned into therapy into work i had to practice safe boundaries i had to practice peace i had to practice love i had to practice being kind i had to practice showing up i literally had to practice a lot of fucking shit for me to be okay with me not being all right for me not being okay i literally had to unlearn a lot of things like literally 
Example, Keisha needed a new pot because she couldn't grow in the environment. I literally had to change my environment, work environment. I've had to change my mindset. I've had to change how I do certain things. A lot of times when we sit down, we say, oh, I love this person. I love this person and I love that person. We have the conversations where we pull pull from from lack. What do you bring to the table? What do you have to offer? What is it that you have to do? And a lot of times we tend to push people out and we say, this is me giving 110%. You're moving from a place of fucking trauma. You're moving from a place of, I'm not okay, so I'm going to push away everything. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be pushing away from everything and out of something everything, but sometimes it's okay to accept certain things. Excuse me. Like, unless you're constantly growing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, finan- not, not, not financially all the time, because... You need to, you know, that's important because it'll help reduce a lot of stress, but it's not as important if you, financial wealth is not as important as all the other wealth if you neglect that and you only keep, if you, if you want, if you're, if your only focus is financial wealth and not mental, physical, spiritual health and all the other shit, other types of wealth, you're going to be, you're going to be broke because you're never going to be satisfied. So you're going to say, you're going to say, you're going to say, ah, man, life was better before I had the money. And then, and then let's say, let's say you hit two of like the other main points. Cause somebody broke it down. Um, Professor Oe, he's, he has a new podcast called the Antidote. He was called Nigga with a Podcast. Um, he has shit like that and whatever. He talked about like the seven thingies, right? And this is and it's the concept that we talked about in psychology. He broke it down a lot better than I can. Like, so if y'all want the actual terms that y'all can go use for shit like that, you cannot starve one part of your you can't you can't only feed one part of your life and starve the rest out. Like a lot of y'all are saying, like he said in the video, but that's his video. This is my video, and in my video, I'm trying to get y'all to see that. To be a full and complete person, you have to continue to grow. You have to continue to show up. You have to continue to go. And sometimes you have to raise your standards because what may have worked back in the day does not work now. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all who take advice from them old school parents from back in the day, y'all kids, if they, if they ever get got it, y'all kids will be taken away from y'all and y'all be in jail for child abuse and child neglect. Let's just keep it a whole lean being. And you can say, oh, the kids got soft now. Um, no, the kids didn't get soft. The kids became aware. They decided to change it. Ah, but the world is changing so often. Oh, back in my day, we didn't have all that gay shit. They did have it. They just, they just hit it. They brought it out to the, they brought it out to the forefront. They seen how y'all reacted and they, and they, and they created a new norm. If you cannot keep up with the times, and I ain't saying you got to come out there and be hip, wear the skinny jeans, continue to be yourself. Don't be so copy and paste where you see somebody do this. Like I said, earn really in it video and then you just hop straight into it and you just don't pick and choose what you need from it because it's certain things, it's certain things that I thought I would never give credit to like white women. I thought I'd never give a white woman credit for shit. Oh, bitch, if you let me tell it, I ain't giving a white credit woman for shit. You know what I did learn? I learned the power of tears and emotional intelligence from a white woman. But you know what I did not take? Playing victim when I'm not a victim. That's something I didn't take from them. 
I didn't take over their selfishness when it comes down to the movements because sometimes their privilege gets in the way. Um, I took I, t- I took I took some shit from white women. I took some shit from um white men. I took some shit from the racist community. I t- I take shit from a lot of people. I've taken so much shit from other places. And this this what makes me a real rounded, growing person. That now I can practically, if I wanted to, fit in and get in anywhere I wanted to, and it would actually work out for me. Why? Because I took what I needed and I left the rest. A lot of y'all are saying that y'all giving a hundred percent, but your but your shitty parents. You're a shitty sister. You're a shitty daughter. You're a shitty whatever it is that you are. Um, you're a shitty partner. Your partner's never gonna love you because you don't know how to love your partner. You don't you don't show up emotionally for them. <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes I'll be like, man, I'm gonna give 50-50. I'm gonna give 50-50. My some of my best relations I ever, 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 ever had came from me giving 110% off the top. Why? Because when it was time to break up, I, it was no, it was no, nah, this ain't right. It was none of that shit. Want to know why it was none of that? Because at the end of the day, when I got up and I came to myself, I realized I gave 110% of myself and I didn't have the, when it was time to break up in the relationships I gave 100% in, I didn't feel like I left anything out. Yeah, I may have missed that person when they wasn't there and shit like that. But actually just sitting there, fuck no, I didn't do none of that. And I didn't. I'm not finna go sit down and hold it. I'm not I'm not finna lie to y'all. When I give a hundred percent when I give a hundred percent of myself to a situation that doesn't work out, it's easy for me to walk away from it because I know I don't have any fucking regret. I don't feel like I'm a terrible daughter. I don't feel like I'm a terrible sister. I don't feel like I'm a terrible anything. It's certain parts in my life where I feel like I could be better at, like, relationship-wise and certain relationships and shit like that, but I'm not going to go deep into that. I don't feel like I'm a terrible person, but I understand that my patience has gone down for some shit. Like, at one point in time, I was a terrible sister. An awful sister. Couldn't, don't ask me for shit, I would beat your ass. But after growing and shit, now meeting the standard now, bitch, I'm a, I'm a lot better, bitch a lot better but you can't tell me shit i think my sister and shit is off the charts (laughs) a little bit too off the charts if you ask me um but back in the day i used to be a terrible sister and and if motherfuckers would say oh you did yes i was a terrible fucking sister i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame nobody for it i ain't gonna i and i have very valid excuses of why i was a terrible sister but instead of using i just say i was a terrible sister i apologize and i move forward and this is where i'm at now and if people don't want to fuck with me because i used to be a terrible person instead of getting mad i've learned to be like you know what i could see that because for a long time it took me because for a long time like as i got like better Cause, cause when you dead for a long time, once you get that life back up, sometimes people's perception of you is what it's going to be. Like it's certain people right now who I can forgive them, but I would never trust them around my people's. Like if I, like, let's say I did have kids, right? Let's just say one day I decided to change my mind and become a mother. Right. And I had to bring my child around my family. 90% of my family would not even see my kid. They just most definitely would not be. Like, like, like that uncle that liked to call the women bitches and hoes, even if he was a changed man, that man could never do it. Cause that man tried to put his hands on me. 
it's some it's some it's some family members right now who I would never even get let get close to me. Why? Cause because because the history is already there, and it, and it's not that I'm a bitter bitch or nothing like that. It's just that it is what it is, and this is what looking this is what giving a hundred percent looks like. Being able to say, you know what, I was a fucked up person. This didn't come out the way I was supposed to. I can see why this person don't fuck with me. I can see why this person don't love me. I can see why this person is not showing up for me. And when you at 100%, you won't take it to the chest and to the heart. Because y'all got some people right now who y'all know y'all would never deal with a day in y'all life. It don't matter if they changed, got their life together, did what they were supposed to do. You know for yourself that you're not going to do it. So at the same time, in the same place... Don't say that. Don't don't come in there and be like, oh my gosh, I love this person. I love that person. I love this and I love that. And I'm just this. You have to really be moving with intent with this shit that you do. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I move with intent. No, the fuck you don't. And if you're moving with intent and it's coming out like this, it's looking, it's, it's looking kind of fucked up. It's looking kind of, it's looking kind of selfish. It's looking kind of nasty. It's looking kind of disgusting. Because you're 100% looks like you being a terrible person. You're 100% whether it's whether because you have outdated views, won't grow, you're dead and you don't know it. You think you're doing your best. If you're 100% is not meeting the standard, the new standard of what it is or what what whatever it is that you're on, you're not giving 100%, you're not giving 110% and you don't love it. That's 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 why that's why when I get online and people say shit like, "Oh, I love my kids. My kids are the most important thing to me." But I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't just tell nobody to have no kids. You don't love them damn kids. Stop lying to yourself. It's okay. You you realize you would have been better off without them kids, and it's okay to say that. And literally, one of my mutuals did a video on that, saying talking about parenting, and I was like, "Hmm, that shit does make sense." Somebody else did. Somebody else did talked about relationships and like them old couples that been together forever. Oh man, they don't never look happy. And I look back, I said, yeah, they don't look happy. Oh man, man, this is that and the third man. See, if, if I had it my way, and I was, and I found myself telling them, and I found myself online telling people like, my grandma taught me, and my and the boys and the family something different. She taught me and my cousin that you don't depend on the nigga for shit. My grandma taught us independence and a play niggas. My grandma be in my grandfather's face every day, smiling and grinning in front of his face like, I love you. But that man get on her everlasting fucking nerves. Her boy, she taught him, oh, a woman's supposed to serve and submit. My grandma taught the, my grandma taught the man something else because, because, because I, the patriarchy, if she would have held them accountable, she would have been, she would never been their favorite person. And that's what she told us. She is, that's, that's what she told us. My grandmother literally sat down one day. She said, she said, she said, I'm hard on y'all girls because we live in a patriarchal world. And when you live in a patriarch, things get, things get said and done. And they tend to overlap and they tend to hurt a lot more often than not. Boy, when I heard that shit and my grandma said that from her whole heart and my grandma sat back and she crossed her arms and she said, I'm not as happy as I possibly could be. Ooh. Ooh, bitch, I sat back and I took that shit to the chin and to the heart. My grandmother was dead emotionally for her kids because she didn't want them. And that's not just with my grandma. That's a, that's a bunch of older women. 
because because I see it all down my timeline. Be before Mr. Bruce got really really sick and I stopped talking to Mr. Bruce like that. Me and Mr. Bruce had a full blown conversation. Me and him used to have very serious conversations about about people being dead on the inside and not actually doing this shit. So these same conversations I'm having with y'all, I'm having them on a more serious, deeper level with people who have actual experience. So when I say certain shit like you're not a good parent. I mean that shit, cause it took Mr. Bruce. Mr. Bruce is in his sixties. Mr. Bruce was been a parent for a very long time. Mr. Bruce said that he was not always a good parent, and he said he didn't get it right to his kids was in his fucking and they in and they in they, they late twenties, and then and then some of his kids don't fuck with him no more. He said he understood why, and he said he and he and he said and he said this is what he said. He said he said I love my kids enough for them to know that. If I wasn't good to them this long and they don't trust me and they don't want me in their life, that it's okay and it's not a personal attack against me. Not a personal attack against me. It's just what I've it's just what I've done. You ever heard the expression everybody working get paid? Yes, everybody working get paid. What you put out is what you get back in. And if you're not and if you're not happy with the relationship you have in your life right now, and you know that you're giving 110% of yourself and you like, ah oh, man, sometimes sometimes you just might be dead and you don't even know it. A, a dead person can't give 110%. And sometimes there needs to be a revival of relationships in the beginning and a fresh start. Mr. Bruce literally said that the kids who chose to forgive him had to give him a fresh start and a new look. But before they could re- revive the dead, because some of Mr. Bruce's kids said that some of the shit that he did was heinous. And he told me what he did. I ain't finna... Let's just say it was heinous, okay? Y'all know how they say this new generation cutting off their parents for the shit they did? Yeah, yeah. Times tens that with Mr. Bruce. The kids he had to do that, he had to suck up all that shit that they gave him and he had to eat that. He had he had to eat all the shit he gave his kids. So when his kids was fighting and going against him in the resistance because he genuinely loved his kids and he genuinely meant that shit about him wanting to fix it with his kids... He had to eat all that shit, and they had to come up with new boundaries and shit. Because, yes, some things can be revived. Yes, some things can be brought back from the dead. But it will never be the same as the original, how it was supposed to be. And if you go into a situation thinking, oh, yeah, they gave me a second chance, and you not and you not trying to eat the shit that you don't put the motherfucker through, and you ain't finna take it, baby, it's never gonna grow. That relationship, that friendship, that family, that whatever relationship because it don't always have to be romantic it's never gonna grow because some of my best friendships relationships and shit like that and the ones that need to be rebirthed the ones that i decided to bring back from the dead we had to dig deep in that motherfucker and the ones that couldn't be revived from the dead boy that shit was a learning lesson if it ain't one ain't shit like losing your female best friend over some dumb shit i'm telling you ain't shit like losing the love of your life Cause y'all, cause y'all, cause y'all got into a dumbass argument. Ain't shit like, ain't shit like, ain't shit like losing or having to cut off connection with a family member because they can't love you properly. Ain't shit like fucking, like the shit that can't be revived, they can't be revived. But for the shit that can be revived, boy, that shit hurt your heart when you actually look back at it. You be like, damn. If I would just put my pride aside, if I put my ego aside, if I would have stopped trying to be right all the time, if I would have just showed up when they needed me, like, these little things make the difference versus when y'all come out and say shit like, 
man, I always been that nigga. No, the fuck you haven't. Sometimes you a loser ass nigga. And that's okay. But what's not okay is being a fucking cornball and cheese ball and saying that I'm giving 100%. No, the fuck you're not. That's why when y'all come in the conversation like, I'm going to give 50%, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Like, yeah, there's no such thing as unconditional love. But some conditions are just basic standards that some of y'all just don't meet. And it's okay. You can grow. You're a tree. You do move. Because in nature, trees have been shown to fucking move. Okay? <laughs> you are a tree. You do move. <laughs> um, You can get your black ass up, your white ass, whatever the fuck you is. You can get your ass up and you can be a better person. And you can go sit down and pout about it. Either way it goes, this is the podcast. I hope you motherfuckers enjoyed it. And I know y'all, and I know a lot of y'all like, damn... I didn't know this was all about love. Baby, it's all about love. And it's not easy. So be gentle and kind with yourself. And also, just be a real nigga with yourself. And be like, am I really doing the best I can? Or am I doing the bare minimum and saying it's the best I can? And be okay with whatever consequences that you get from it. Because all consequences are, it's just simple results. Whether they be good or bad. And I am out. <laughs> I just nerd brained all over you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>